Hey guys, what's up? God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hope Ministries, for taking some time out of your day, uh, whether you be resting up, whether you're just hearing about this, whether you saw my podcast pop up because you're subscribed and you're awesome. Um, I am your podcast host, Kenny. Very excited, if you can tell in the tone of my voice, to record my first episode here in Caracas, Venezuela. Um, I'm thankful for everyone who's helped me in their prayers, uh, everyone who has been again, just kind of uh, inspiring me and, and been behind me in this whole process of the podcast station. But, uh, you know, it, it got real when we got here, man. And if, and if you guys don't know uh, what's going on in Venezuela, I, I suggest you look it up, whether you use Google, whether you use any search engine to find out what's happening in this country, because it's right now in shambles, it's in turmoil. Um, we're seeing just people right now, the poverty uh, just level rise up. And uh, it's a shame to be, to be, um, seeing these things happen to our fellow human beings. But let me tell you something. God has not left this place. God has not forsaken Venezuela. And I could just tell by today, we had our, our, our first day of our conference here. And it was just, again, just above expectations. God just went through the roof as he always does. When he steps on the scene, just great things happen. But before I get into that, I just want to just, uh, again, thank everyone for keeping me in their prayers. Uh, we, have, we traveled here on June 14th. And we got here after connecting flights to Miami, and then we got into Venezuela and Caracas, and you know it was good. I mean, everything was smooth. Uh, two two and a half hour flights, so it wasn't too much of a of a of um of a hassle, I guess you can say. But let me tell you something. When I got here, I just I, I've been going through some certain things with my health where I just get like these heart palpitations or I get like you know uh, lightheaded due to the Lyme detection that I had. But I, I just felt it to be so spiritual this time because when we got out of the airport waiting to claim our bags, I mean the Emmy was right there. I was like sweating. I got dehydrated. My vision was kind of blurry. Um, I felt weak, and I'm like, no, God, this can't be. And even my one of my uh, my close friends, Nicole, she prayed. She told me she was man. I had I had some kind of dream that. You weren't gonna. You were, you were being attacked in your health by the enemy, and I prayed and interceded for you. And again, I, I do know how important it is, how significant it is to have a team, to have friends, to have um, a body of Christ behind me and praying when I'm in this country. Not only for myself, but everyone here, as well as the apostle and the prophet, my mother and father, who I'm here with as well. And um, again, it's been it's been pretty crazy. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, it's one thing to hear it in the news. But it's a whole different thing to go to the country while it's happening. And I feel like not many people have experienced that. I mean, I think we've read in the news so many th bad things happening in countries. But uh, we don't really put ourselves in the situation. So we're more sympathetic. We're not really empathetic because we're not in their shoes. But I'm here and I'm seeing it happen. I'm seeing um, people waiting on lines around the corner just for bread. I'm seeing people literally rustle through garbage cans. And I'm not just saying like, you know, I've seen it in New York City. You see it with, with the homeless people there. I'm saying when people open opening garbage cans together and looking for some kind of food. Um eggs here, milk here, are changing prices, varying prices by the hour. Uh, there's so many amazing things happening here that would leave you almost like with your jaw dropped because, um, again, it just, again, like I said, it's one thing to hear about it, but it's one thing to witness it. But uh, let me tell you something, in the midst of all that chaos, I have never met so many more people who are optimistic, people who know that this can only get better, people in the church right now. I mean, we went to a church today in a conference, and again, it was for a couple pastoral couples but let me tell you something i mean 
Every person you speak to, although they know the situation, although they, they, although they know the, the severity of it, the significance of it, um, they still praise God just amazingly. They still worship Him. They still dance. They still receive words. They're still taking notes. They're still expecting the promise, which in the Word says that His promises are yes and amen. And to me, that's just so... Again, if I just feel like in the, in the United States sometimes we get too caught up on luxury problems, you know, on upper class problems. Like, oh man, you know, uh, it's such a beautiful day out, so I'm going to go to the beach and not go to the church. Oh man, you know, someone didn't say hi to me in the church, so I'm not going to go. Oh, I have to go shopping. Oh, I, have, I mean, we have all these excuses, all these things we use to build barriers between us and God. And let me tell you something over here, although the situation, the government, the, the, the circumstances are trying to build barriers against people from from really living out their faith it's only creating more possibility more greatness for 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 their faith so um i want to get into what happened today uh today was amazing so uh we went to the conference and my mother and father were the keynote speakers you know the headliners and you know we get there and they're already they're praising i mean they're praising to the point where it's like it was just again next level um but you know, we actually had to leave the hotel and go somewhere else to take a shower because the hotel right now in the capital, guys, this hotel we're in is in the capital of this country, only has running water twice a day, which is a half hour on, twice a day for a full hour. And on top of that too, uh, their Wi-Fi, which is completely struggling, has also been a problematic for myself and my, and my mother and father. And on top of that, um, it's just the, the water when it does turn on, it's cold. So we had to go over to a friend's house who's been taking care of us since we got here. Shout out to, to Rosie Smith. I mean, she has been completely just been um, a godsend, a, 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 a blessing in our lives. And so we go to her house, take a shower, but I'm feeling a little down. Again, I'm feeling kind of you know, tight in my chest. I'm getting like, you know, it's just again, fatigue again. But all of a sudden, when we get to this church, man, I don't know if you can agree with this. I don't know if you've ever had this experience. Maybe you don't go to church, so you don't know what it feels like. But let me tell you something. When you're sick, when you're down, when you're depressed, or you have anything that's just negative trying to pull you down, when you get in there and you can start praising and worshiping with all your heart and spirit and truth, I mean, it just takes away everything. And I literally was crying. I was tearing, just thanking God that whatever I was suffering with was gone in that moment. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm here to do your work. So just help me focus on what's happening in heaven, not what's happening in my body. And, you know, I, it was just, first of all, the whole setup was fantastic. Mind you, these are four churches coming together, uniting to have one worship team and one, one worship team, you know, obviously one band. Then they have a whole set of, of ushers, a whole set of greeters, a whole set of everything you can imagine. And I mean, everyone came together. And to me, I, just to think about four churches coming together is almost unrealistic in the U.S. I mean, we're so focused on just, oh, my vision, my ministry, what I want to do in my town with my people. And we are his people. We are the church. God's not coming down for denominations. He's not sending Jesus again to bring back denominations, to bring back cultures, to bring back ethnicities. He's coming back for the church. And we should unite more. And today, they just put on a, just an, an example of how we should be operating in the States. And 
you know, so we get in there and after the praise and worship were done, my mother and father go up there. I come up, I went up there to greet myself real quick, you know, and just kind of gave uh, Venezuela a word of inspiration. Then I went down and they did their thing. They they, they, they spoke on um, just the, the perspectives of the husband and wife in, in the marriages and, and how, yes, there's turmoil. Yes, there's destruction. Yes, there's sometimes... Um, disagreements yes sometimes you know you're not always going to be uh, uh loving what the other one does but a relationship when you form that covenant under god you know when, when you marry a person so many things are going to take place but you've already you know promised that you will be there through death through sickness through uh, through whatever it may be through through joys through ups and downs you're going to be together you know and i, I just to me i just Again, it continues to edify me every single time I hear my parents speak like that. But you can tell that the 50 couples that were there today were completely ministered just in a whole different level. But I want to get into a cool story that happened today. It was a testimony that took place um, with me personally and a, and a person that was there. Uh, shout out to Alexander Garcia. This is a young man who was just doing his job. He was at his watchtower. He was watching over us. His job was basically assigned to us to give us water, to give us coffee or tea, or to help us direct us to the bathroom, take our Bibles, our iPads, whatever it may be, just to be there to serve us, right? And, you know, it's so weird for me. I mean, if everyone who knows me and listens to this podcast, I just love doing that also. I love cleaning. I love serving. I love, you know, being there and helping people out. So when someone does it to me, I just almost feel like it's an insult. Like, no, 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 dude, don't worry about it. I got it. I'm, I'll take care of it, you know, because I know the feeling. And I don't want anyone thinking that I'm above them, you know. So I kind of really, I humble myself down. But at the same time, you know, my parents say, listen, just, you know, they want to do it just as bad as you want to do it. So let them get the satisfaction and the blessing out of it. But also, you know, be polite, be respectful. So I do all of that stuff. But this was a unique situation. Uh, when we get to the back of the room, we're eating. Alexander is, is basically tending us and he's giving us our drinks and our food or our utensils and whatnot. And he walks up to me and just in my spirit, I feel like I want to give a seed to somebody. I want to plant something in someone here because I know how much this country's in need. And I'm not thinking about myself anymore. I know I want to get married to Laura soon. I don't want to buy her a ring. But my main focus was I want to plant seed in somebody, you know. So um, we're talking and he's telling me, oh, I just got married six months ago to the pastor's uh, uh, sister. And, you know, it's been it's been good and this and that, but she's in Boston now. And, you know, so I'm trying to get make ends meet. And and, you know, he didn't get he didn't get too deep into everything. He just kind of gave a really brief synopsis of what his his life was right now. But for some reason, I kept talking to him. I asked him about the World Cup. I asked him about what the currency here. Hey, can you use U.S. dollars? What's the case with that? And then he was the one that told me that right now um, the minimum wage is three U.S. dollars a month. Guys, I you, you heard that correctly three u.s dollars a month guys we make three dollars for showing up to our job for four seconds i mean it's insane that that's even a real number but you can tell by just hearing the number out loud what's happening in this country and i was so taken back but he told me he's recently married you know i heard those words and i'm like you know what i'm trying to get married to laura and i want that process to go and i know something someone who's going through something similar as me i am not gonna turn my back on him i'm not gonna you know uh um be just someone who says hey you got this high five no i want to make sure that i plant a seed in this man so i pulled him aside and i spoke to him i said listen you told me that u.s currency is allowed here i want to give you this I took out $20 out of my wallet, and I, when I showed him, when he saw the $20 bill, I, it was almost like I was giving him a million dollars. And he literally took like a half a step back, looked at it, looked at me, and he was like, 
are you really doing this? I mean, I got to the point, guys, where I thought I was doing a drug deal. <laughs> like, it was so, that moment was so sincere, so intense. And I told him, I want to give this to you because I know you just recently married your wife and you did it in a country right now that really just, it's hard to accomplish anything. And on top of that, you had the faith you were going to get married here. You weren't going to go anywhere else. You weren't going to try to, you know, make a life for yourself somewhere else. No, you're going to make it happen here. And, uh, you know, I believe that even with your servant heart, even with everything you're experiencing right now, I mean, your faith is some is on the next level. So here you go. Take this and, and, and just invest it in your marriage. And, you know, he took it. And he, again, even as he was putting it in his, in his pocket, he was like, is this really happening right now? And then he goes on to open up that, again, his, his girlfriend, uh, I mean, his wife got, they got married. She went to Boston to go operate a ministry over there that they opened up, a, uh, just opened up their own company, their own shampoo company to try to, you know, start up their own enterprise, you know, um, that they are, they have plans to go to the States and to live there. They have all these things. And he's like, Ken, you have no idea how much this $20 means to me. And guys, let me tell you something. Look at your wallets right now. Look around. I mean, I'm sure in the next four minutes, five minutes, you can find a $20 bill and not be shaken by it. I mean, I know for the young people watching, hearing this, it's a $20 bill is still a lot of money. But I mean, for the people who are my age, 20 bucks, you guys know, it's like nothing. It's like a grain of sand. It comes and goes. But for these people, $20, guys, if you multiply that, if you do the math right there, I just gave this dude minimum salary. I just gave him six months worth of salary. I mean, the guys think about that. That to me blew my mind. I didn't even do the math in the moment. I just gave it to him. And after I'm like, oh my God, I just gave this guy half a year of salary here to operate in Venezuela. And guys, it wasn't the money. It wasn't the great act that I want to boast about. No, it's just the fact of the matter is you know, helping someone in this situation was the most gratifying thing for me. To look at someone in the eyes who took $20 as if I was giving him a, a suitcase of a million dollars. To me, that was just like, wow, Lord, this country's in need. And you know what? This man has been so faithful. He's sitting here, his chest held high, running around, not questioning anybody's authority, not questioning the most ridiculous requests. He's just doing it because he knows how much you love him and how much he wants to serve you. So, you know, guys, again, I know this country right now isn't going through perfect things. I know everyone's kind of maybe nervous for us or scared of what might take place and what might go down over here with us. But God has opened up a beautiful door to come to a place and to really just understand what it means to live in poverty, what it means to live in a situation where um, at any moment your life can end, at any moment, you know, you can be robbed, at any moment something negative can happen to you, but you're staying here. And for the faithful ones in Venezuela, I just want to prophesy and bless you guys right now. I believe that you stay here with a purpose. I believe that there's a, there's a, a season right now of revival that you're going to spearhead because you decided to stay in a country that many people left. I mean, there's people leaving this country on a daily basis, but you have stayed here faithfully. You have stayed here to the fire. And let me tell you something, when the process is done, when everything is finished, we will see just a great Venezuela again. We'll see a country that God is going to rise up again. And it's just all about staying firm. It's all about knowing and believing that God is going to be there, that God will finish the work, that God is with you through thick, through thin, through whatever battle you're going through. He's going to be here with us. And again, it's such an honor to be here. Uh, maybe you don't, that, that phrase doesn't really make sense to many people, but when you want to work for the kingdom, God's not going to send you to the most beautiful locations. God will send you to the places that need to hear his gospel. People who need to revive their faith. People who need to hear about who he is. And that's why we're here. So 
I'm very thankful for any, everyone who's been listening, everyone who's been sending prayers. Um, guys, if you guys have any chance right now to, to plant seeds and, and, and to even throw money at this country in some way, if you know someone who's Venezuelan, please find a way to send clothes, money, food, whatever you can, because this country needs it. We are here. We are witnessing it. And mind you guys, we are in the capital. We're all going to be in Valencia. We're going to be in Maracaibo in the next um, week and a half. And guys, I can't imagine what's going to be over there. So... Um, again, I thank you guys so much for listening in on this. Sometimes I like to ramble and rant, but I want to give all my listeners just an update of what's taking place right now. I'm here. I'm safe. Uh, I have a beautiful hotel room. Even though there's no water and the Wi-Fi is kind of iffy, I'm still in great spirits. I'm still so blessed to be here and to be working on the front lines for his kingdom. So I love you guys so much. Keep on praying. Don't cease in that. Uh, and always look for an opportunity to bless someone. Maybe you're not going to be in Venezuela. Maybe you're not going to Guatemala. Maybe you're not going to Africa or any nation right now that's suffering. But let me tell you something. It's very important. Um, look for a way to impact somebody. Look for a way to, to make someone have uh, a rough day into a good day. Look for someone who's been just struggling with depression and be a breath of fresh air to them. You know, find a way to impact positively the territory you're in. And uh, again, that's my inspiration for the day. So uh, I probably won't be live again for a little bit on these on the new on the new episode. But I know very very soon, whenever I have a chance. I want to get back on here and uh, again share the testimonies because there are many more testimonies coming your way. I believe it that God is going to be working nonstop here. And even after seeing what happened, not only with Alexander, but with the, all the 50 couples, I mean, that my parents were praying for them and you just saw liberation take place. You saw just couples holding each other as if they didn't hug each other for months. And again, that to me, is another victory because the enemy is after the families, he's after the marriages, he's after um, the division. But we who know God, who believe in God, who love God, are fully understanding that if we can cut those things, cut the enemy at the knee, at the legs, and 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 build strong relationships, build uh, um, families whose foundation is Christ Jesus, we're going to see so many victories. We're going to see again uh, countries change, nations change. We're going to see um, just again so many great things happen. So. Again, I thank you so much for, for listening in the, to Hope Ministries, and I hope to be back, back on here very soon. I love you guys. God bless, and be a positive impact where you are. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.